Is it just me, or is it common now, that when there's wet weather predicted for a race, I start to get anxious, instead of excited like I used to? It wasn't always like this. I remember getting excited for a wet race, especially when there was a good chance that we'd have a wet weather crossover where they'd go from wets through to intermediates and onto slicks, or even just inters to slicks. It made for epic racing and would allow the driver to achieve more than they usually could because the car becomes less of a factor in the wet. Since the 2021 season though, every time I see droplets of rain on the screen at the start of an F1 race, anxiety comes over me because I know that we're more than likely going to get a red flag. Japan this year is the perfect example where I feel like I waited an eternity for the track to dry out to an extent where they could get racing and even then we got only 30 minutes of it. And it was a banger of a 30 minutes, but that's not really the point. That's well, time for slicks, I think. Ugh. Okay, so in this video, I want to answer... Jesus. No more rain, the sun's out now. This is ridiculous. In this video, I want to answer three questions. The first question is, was wet weather racing in the past couple of decades actually that good? Or is it some sort of nostalgia bias that makes us all think it was incredible and we were actually just sitting through red flags that we don't remember and we just remember the on-track battles. That's, that's something I want to look at first. And that would lead on to the second question of, if it was actually that good, why over the last couple of seasons does it at least seem like it's absolutely terrible? And the third question is the most important one, I suppose, that we'll get to at the end of this video, which is, if it is now terrible, which I imagine it probably is, what is the FIA doing to fix this so that we get better racing going forward? Well, now that there's a sunny sky above me, let's get into all of it. Look, to start with, I'm not going to go way back into the past to discover how wet weather racing was, because it's obvious that in the 60s, 70s and 80s, things were different in Formula One. Essentially, unless there was rivers on the track, the cars went racing. And realistically, it was just up to whether the drivers were willing to go out and put their foot down or not. And this was portrayed almost perfectly in the movie Rush, where Lauda was against racing and Hunt was for it, and because the drivers got to choose, they went racing. And this led to that infamous incident where Nicky Lauda was burned beyond belief and somehow managed to come back and win more titles. In reality though, I want to look at some examples over the past couple of decades, starting after F1 really started to double down and focus on safety in light of the tragic accident that killed Ayrton Senna in 1994. So let's look at some wet weather examples that stand out to me, one of which when I'm a kid and then afterwards when I really started getting into Formula One. Of course, one of these examples is Spain in 1996, the race that gave Michael Schumacher the name Regenmeister or Rainmaster. He became a legend of dancing his car around in the rain, even though earlier that season in Monaco, he didn't do great. Spain was a ridiculously good race to watch. In fact, I went back the other day while looking at this video to watch it, and it was an epic race that was absolutely mired in chaos. And I don't think there's any way in today's environment it wouldn't have been red flagged almost immediately. And the reason I say that is let's look at just some statistics from this race that stand out. And you can tell it's a different era. 
For example, there was 19 drivers that were starting the race. One was disqualified, which brings us down to 18. That was Mika Sala for an illegal car change. Three drivers retired due to mechanical failures. Nothing crazy there. But 10 drivers retired due to collision damage or spinning off in the conditions. This meant that only six drivers crossed the finish line, which is absolutely insane. It gives me 2005 Indianapolis vibes. Basically, what this race showed to me going back was that it was still in an era where safety was probably a little less important than it is today. An era where Bernie Eccleston, by the admittance of Damon Hill, would literally walk up and down the grid telling the drivers that even though there's a river in front of you, you are damn well driving today. So let's jump forward a decade and see if things have changed. Ah, now here's a good one, Japan 2007. And it's an interesting one because it shares similarities with the Japan of this year. There was absolute, complete and utter torrential downpour. And one thing that stands out to me, as I know does to a lot of you, because when the race was red flagged this year in Japan, there was an immense amount of people on Twitter talking about the Masa Kubica fight. It was absolutely incredible. These two drivers pushing each other onto the grass during torrential downpours. Something that just would not happen today. These two drivers would absolutely be penalized for doing so. It was just a crazy race at a time where drivers were allowed to really race hard. But what most people don't remember about that race is actually it started behind the safety car and not only did it start behind the safety car because that doesn't sound that bad, it ran for 18 laps behind the safety car before starting. And those are not 18 laps that we get back. No, no, in the Bernie era, we were going racing no matter what happened, even if it means sitting behind a safety car. And the reason that they did that 18 laps was obviously to clear some of the standing water, which is what they did in Japan this year before getting racing. So in reality, not that different, except we got absolutely banging on track racing, which I suppose isn't that different from the 30 minutes we got this year, except we got a full race, sort of. So the Bernie era for wet weather racing, I guess technically wins again. And we could mention Canada 2011 because that was a banging race as well, but that wasn't really extreme wet. Or we could talk about Brazil 2016, Bernie's last year of running F1, but that also similarly, although got racing, did start behind the safety car and run for eight laps before starting. Eight laps, by the way, we didn't get back. So I guess under the Bernie era, the key fact was we were racing no matter what, even if it meant running behind the safety car to clear the track. And then once someone decided, feck it, let's go, we went racing. And I guess that's actually not such a bad thing to sit behind the safety car, given the fact that now we've got a time limit on racing anyway. So it's not like we'll get the full race like we saw in Japan, where we only got realistically a 30 minute race. But I don't want you thinking that I'm blaming Liberty Media here. So let's do another jump into the future and jump another decade and a bit forward to 2019. Germany, to be exact. And Liberty Media in this situation did a Bernie but better, in, in my opinion, because this race started out under extreme conditions. It really did. It was a heavy downpour. Maybe not Japan bad, but still. And of course, all of the drivers, because of this, were forced onto the extreme wet tires, which is under the regulations that still stand today. And the race started, like the others, under a safety car and ran for four laps. But 
unlike the Bernie era, those four laps were counted as formation laps and didn't come out of the lap counter. So that's a big win for the Liberty Media Brigade. And we got a really good race. I'm not sure how many of you will remember it, given it was three years ago and our attention span these days is about 14 seconds. But my point is we got one of the greatest types of wet weather races you can, where we went from full wets to intermediates and then over to slicks, which meant that the drivers got to enjoy being able to show off what they could do and strategy became a large element in a race where you get things like four or five pit stops, which is absolutely bonkers. It made for incredible racing. It seems to me then that wet weather races were actually genuinely still exciting up until 2021. Did they have their flaws? Absolutely. But it's been interesting for me to objectively look back over the wet weather races of the past up until this year, because actually, genuinely, 2021 wasn't that bad. We got some great and chaotic wet weather races. Look at Hungary, for example, where Valtteri Bottas went bowling. Or at the end of the Russia Grand Prix, which I know isn't the same, but that was a class race as well. I'm really sorry, Norris. And then we got Imola, which was a great race too. And if we look back at 2021, it was actually only Spa that was the outlier. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but looking back over the last two or three decades of Formula One racing, 2021 wasn't actually that different in the wet. The drivers did go racing. They were a little bit more precautious, but that is the norm with this current safety-induced affair of Formula One, which to be honest is better because I don't want to see drivers die, but it objectively isn't that much worse. The only difference is instead of sitting behind a safety car for lap after lap, they tended to throw a red flag. And the only situation in 2021 where that was really terrible was of course Spa because we didn't get a race at all. If you look at the rest of the races, we did actually finish the race. And I'm trying to remember if we got any under a timer. I can't think about that. Let me know in the comments. By going back into the past up until 2021, I've come to the conclusion that me and 20 million other F1 fans shouting, Oh, but they always red flag the races these days. Back in my day, we used to... Are talking absolute nonsense. That is, of course, until we look at 2022. Realistically, over the course of the 2022 season, wet weather racing was as close to non-existent as it could be. Like, we got Singapore, sure. But I, I don't know, that wasn't really extreme wet, was it? It was just tricky conditions. And we got Japan, sort of, for 30 minutes. Even in Monaco, for example, we saw that they just red flagged the race until they could start it properly. So we didn't really get any wet weather racing this year. So let's get on to question three. What's the problem in 2022 and can they fix it and how are they fixing it and what the hell are they doing to fix it? Well, first let's talk about what the problem is in 2022. And realistically, there are two key issues, one more important than the other, but we need to solve both to get solid racing. And those are of course, visibility and grip. Visibility is a key issue with these 2022 cars. Now, visibility has always been an issue due to the spray in Formula One, and it's gotten worse over time. Because you see, not only are the tires a problem, as the tires especially have gotten better at taking water up off the track, 60 liters per second with these new cars, it's always been an issue. 
even if you look back at the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, whatever, you'll see that the tires are kicking up an awful lot of water. And as the tire technology has gotten better and been able to take more water off the surface, which is a good thing, it's obviously kicked more of that water up into the air. And now we're at a peak of that until we get to a new peak in the future. But there's more to the problem than just the tires. And while the tires make up a significant amount of the spray, the issue with spray has gotten worse and worse over the years as the cars have gotten more and more downforce, become more and more aero laden and created more and more dirty air. And this is one of the key issues with this year's car. In order to get rid of the dirty air, we've obviously switched to ground effect. And this causes a mixture of the tire spray and the diffuser spray. So like I said, in 2022, it's at an all time high. And the key issue isn't what I suspected after studying hours and hours of onboards, watching drivers in front and talking to some very intelligent, but also very boring nerds. It's not the fact that these new ground effect cars create some sort of vacuum that then shoots all of it out at the back in a very weird way. And although it is slightly what I thought that the fact is these are designed to push the air upwards, which means the spray goes higher into the air and therefore trails for a lot longer. The key issue, according to these nerdy people that I spoke to, is the fact that the cars by their nature with ground effects simply have to run a lot lower to the ground. And because they're running a lot lower to the ground, the elements of the aerodynamics on the cars themselves are kicking up more water because the actual body is closer to the ground and therefore influencing the spray even more. I don't understand any of that, but you know, some of you might. Basically what I mean though, is that these cars in 2022 are worse at kicking the spray up due to the body, the diffuser spray than cars going back. And the tires are slightly worse as well because they are more effective at kicking water up. But the tires have always been an issue. So let's keep that in mind. And that also leads me on to talking about the second point, which is grip. Now, these tires are actually quite good in wet weather in terms of one, like I've already discussed, getting standing water off the track, but also in terms of grip. But you'll hear every single driver complaining about the wet weather tires. In fact, the drivers named the wet weather tires this year the safety car tires because they're only useful behind the safety car. And this is not the fact that they are dangerous to drive in the wet. No, it's the opposite. It's the fact that they are good in the wet to the detriment of performance. Basically, the tires can't go fast enough. And the working window as the track conditions change is really, really limited and narrow in these wet tires. And therefore, what happens is the drivers want to go onto the intermediates, which have a much wider working window and much better performance than the wet which mean that the drivers don't want to stay on the wets and therefore the teams don't want to stay on the wets and therefore whoever switches to the inters is going to switch to the inters quicker than they probably should, cause accidents, red flags, etc, etc, etc. So there are two key issues that we've just discussed, visibility and grip. And both of those things need to be fixed. So what's happening? Is the FIA fixing it? What are they doing? Is it going to be fixed for 2023? So yes, the most important part of the video, the piece of resistance, as the French wouldn't say. As many of you may have heard, the FIA is looking at winglets or arches for the tires at the back of the car that can be put on during extreme wet conditions. The idea of this is to stop the tire spray from going up in the air and blocking visibility for the car behind. The FIA reckons that this will be able to stop up to 50% of the spray 
from behind the car and this makes sense given like I said that the tires are still even though the body is worse this year the tires are still the biggest factor for the visibility issues and the spray so will the FIA's plan of making wheel arches a standard component that can be fitted during extreme weather conditions work well, we don't know because the FIA hasn't actually given us any idea of what these wheel arches would look like or any idea of any plans. They've literally just made a decision that they're going to make a decision about this decision, which we've already talked about. But in theory, it is a solid idea to stop the spray from the tires. And therefore, it is a good idea for them to look down this route. Will it look terrible? Sure, but it's only realistically going to be used at two to three races per year. So if it means that we get wet weather racing, then I think it's a solid idea. It's going to be really difficult for them to do though because we know for a fact that these cars are incredibly finely tuned and are susceptible to any sort of change to aerodynamics. And therefore, it doesn't make sense that one standard component will affect every car in the same way. So it's going to take a lot of input from the teams to allow them to have some sort of standard part that all of the teams agree to or the FIA can force it through on safety grounds, which will piss off a lot of the teams. The problem though with this new solution is that while they're going to start developing this in 2023, and we may see it during free practice or test sessions and so on, like preseason testing, they aren't actually planning to use these until at least the second half of 2023, and let's be honest, 2024, which means there won't be a solution until 2024, realistically. On top of this, from what I've seen, they aren't even looking at solving the problem with the diffuser spray, which I think would actually be an easier thing for them to do by simply forcing the teams to have to adjust the ride height in some way during extreme wet conditions and potentially figuring out a way that they could drop the car once again once the track dried, or just making all teams have to ride the car. Now maybe that 15 millimeter rise that they have to do for 2023 will make a difference, but it's only 15 mils and given how low these cars are, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. And then even if the FIA do solve this issue and the wheel arches work and they get rid of a significant amount of the spray to the point where the diffuser spray is not that big of an issue, we still have to get on top of the tires because if the wet weather tires aren't good in a race, then we're still gonna get red flags anyway because drivers are going to go onto the interest, spin off, crash, and cause a red flag. The good news is that the FIA are actually testing and gathering data on wet weather tires after the teams and drivers offered to help. So Pirelli are running tire tests and have actually just finished running tire tests in wet weather conditions with the wet weather tires to gather as much data as possible to allow them to develop some new wet tires that work in a better performance window and therefore offer better performance. So this is all really good news. The bad news is that the tires for next year are already homologated and therefore can't be changed. So the new tires that they develop will at the very earliest be introduced for 2024. Basically, we're all in for at least one more year of absolutely terrible or possibly non-existent wet weather racing. And I think it's just something we're going to have to deal with. And my best advice for you to deal with this absolute shambles of a situation is to subscribe.